you know what? Screw it. I was going to introduce you just casual. Just tell me who you are, what you're doing and, and our history. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sam, aka Just Casual. Pone, Adam, thank you so much for having me. It's been a long time since we talked. I think uh, mm-hmm. at least a few years. It's been a while. I would say right? probably about four years. Yeah, like really talked right. or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, just so people know my background. Uh, oh, man. Okay, let's get through this quick. So right now I work full time for the Golden Guardians or... Golden State Warriors esports department because we're expanding and it's more than just the Golden Guardians. Uh, they are probably known for the LCS team. They're one of the 10 teams that made it into the franchise system. One of the last teams that actually have like an NBA affiliate to them because they all bounced and left the LCS. So I'm glad we're still there. Um, I've only been working there for since April full time, like doing video editing stuff. And now I'm kind of broadening more into marketing and content strategy. And before that, I did a League of Legends podcast for like three years that I is still going, um, but I'm not a part of that anymore. And uh, before that, I was pretty much doing mechanical engineering. I went to school for that for five years, worked like six years in the industry until I finally uh, moved out to L.A. and found a job in esports. But I made it sound a lot simpler than it it actually was. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I kind of want to start here with this mechanical engineering thing because this is like a total... You know, this isn't even an offshoot of engineering by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. I mean, I guess I suppose you, I suppose you could potentially say that, yeah, video editing is some kind of engineering, but let's be real, it's not mechanical. It's very, very, very different. Uh, so, obviously, you graduated, you you know, as a mechanical. Uh, I'm assuming with your master's. Uh, just, no, it took me a while to get through just my bachelor's. I okay. took it slow. Okay, I enjoyed my yeah. college. <laughs> <laughs> that no, that's fine. Uh, I, I work with a whole bunch of engineers, and so not all of them either have oh, masters. I'm sorry. Sometimes uh, <laughs> they're fine. They're they're good guys. Uh, my the the, cr- the troop I work with isn't your traditional like engineer trope, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, anyway, so yeah, let's talk about that. Like you you went into you know you had I'm assuming you had some kind of idea what you wanted to do with your life. You decided I'm going to become an engineer, and and you started working in the private industry, correct? Um, as as some form uh, some form of engineer, did you just mm-hmm. kind of like fall in love with League of Legends and decide, hey, I want to start working? You know, I want to work toward this. You know, what, what where was the transition and how did that all work out? Yeah, so pretty much, I remember my junior year of college, um, people were all talking about this new game called League of Legends. Everyone was staying up, not studying, all that kind of thing, and I'm like, I'm gonna avoid it like the plague right now, right? And then it was like December in the middle of finals week. And I'm like, hey, I have like five days before my next final. Let's check out what League of Legends is all about. Um, I don't think I did that well that uh, semester, (laughs) at least at finals. Um, But yeah, I started getting into it. And it was like always a game that I looked for. It had like the right amount of skill and mechanical stuff and knowledge that could help you win the game. But there's like still a little bit of luck and interesting like teamwork with like random people or your friends so like league of legends ended up being the game that like i just loved i didn't play dota i didn't play um the, the official dota or like the warcraft 3 mod so this was like just blew my mind right mm-hmm. um and then it was just something that i played a lot and put a lot of hours like a lot of league fans did and this was like season one right and um I got to watch the game grow, grow, get into the esports scene, which was also like my first experience watching esports besides like playing Smash in the college dorm and like setting up a bracket, like those kind of like really small things. And then I graduated 
uh, the reason why I started a podcast and got into the League of Legends podcasting community was like I found Trinity Force podcast and it helped me climb like that and like low elo Mm -hmm. helped me climb from being a bronze scrub to pretty much plat in one season. And I was like, oh my gosh, this game is so much better now. And I love it. It really wasn't. It's just like more toxic, right? But yeah, like through, through this whole thing, I'm just like, I love this game so much. And I went into engineering because I was good at math. I was good at physics. I'm like, my dad's a mechanical engineer. So I'm like, yeah, it, it makes sense. It's a good pay. Like, just seems like the right thing, right? And then eventually one day, like as I'm at work, kind of miserable, I'm just like, wait, esports is kind of getting big. Uh, it's a real thing. And it's not as risky. It's not this crazy thing that I'm going to quit my job and like, live off of someone's couch forever right to actually like make a living mm-hmm. and uh there's just a switch that flipped i'm like hey let's do this thing you know so i like created a po- i created a podcast before that for fun and then i was like let's get serious about podcasting and then i uh, i guess over the next like that was in 2017 where i really wanted to commit and over the next few years, I like made a podcast for Weldon Green, who's now the head coach of CLG, um, a League of Legends team. I started working with Travis Gafford, freelancing, like making some videos for him, who does like Hotline League and some other, like a lot of things in the league scene as like a quote unquote journalist, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just started just like really hustling and figuring out my way into esports because it just like suddenly encompassed my life it was something i was passionate about and suddenly i was like hey if i work hard enough i can actually make it my living and then just the rest is history i guess right yeah you just you know you got to respect the hustle and i think that's (laughs) yeah and that's kind of the piece that i was talking about a little bit earlier is trying to figure out how to break into the scene um, that's mm-hmm. kind of been the theme through a lot of these podcasts and a lot of people are just normal everyday people that one day decide, you know what, I can do this. I can, you know, I can sacrifice or I can struggle or whatever it needs to, needs mm-hmm. to be. Um, and flexing your contacts or using those, you know, to try to make yourself bigger. Uh, it, it seems to be the way to go. And it sounds like that's kind of what you did as well, right? Like you just made friends to the scene and, and started just throwing yourself out there. Yeah. And, and it's funny because like, I think everyone everyone always talks about how important networking is, right? And who you know. It's it's all about who you know and all that kind of stuff. And I never saw myself as like a really good networker either. But I mean, if you talk about with anyone's story, everyone mentions like something lucky that happened. Everyone like really says you need some luck. But then it's all, there's like a quote somewhere that says like uh, only – oh, crap. I'm bringing up a quote and I can't even remember it right now. Um <laughs> Basically, like, only people that work hard get take advantage of luck or something like that because you need to put in the hustle and then when luck comes comes in front of you, then you actually get the chance to, like, execute and take advantage of that lucky opportunity. If you weren't working hard, lucky opportunity comes in front of you, but you're not good enough because you haven't put the reps in and you just don't get to take advantage of the opportunity. Something like that. Um, and where was it going with this? Oh, my gosh, I'm rambling. Uh, no, you're fine, and I can, if you don't mind me interjecting here, yeah, try, maybe try to help. Uh, I, I, I totally, I like this, this, this luck thing. You know, people talk about, oh, I just got lucky. This just happened. Well, the the one of my number one sayings is, it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. and you can go out there and make yourself sound like a complete and total fool, 
right? But as long as you talk confidently, people are going to go, oh, that guy knows what he's talking about. Let's let's listen to him. And then you <laughs> yeah. then you know, you start talking to other people and that's how you make it through. Uh, shoot, I've, I've mentioned it every time we've done this. I got my first job through World of Warcraft. I met tons of people and gotten tons of, you know, work by just who I know. I've gotten my personal job just by who I know, right? And it's and it's not, and my skill speaks for itself as we go through, but I totally agree with this thing. It wasn't luck. It was just, I, you know, I was, I was good at it and I knew people mm-hmm. and I wasn't afraid to talk about myself. And I, the reason I say all this is because I'm, I'm curious if you agree with how that works. Yeah, I do uh, to some extent. And I think like everyone's journey is a little bit different too. Um, like when I think about how I did things, I was recently talking to my boss and I put out a video talking about Golden Guardians and how like they can improve their YouTube channel. And I ended up like flaming them kind of hard in it. I kept remind. It was funny because I'm like, okay, don't flame, don't flame. Let's be productive. I'm like trying to. I was like making this video so I could post it on their Reddit, their Discord, and I was trying to do this with every single LCS team because I wanted someone that's like that has the power to make choices to hire me to like see it right. And the Golden Guardians video had like seven views, but actually the right people saw it. I didn't need like 100k views on this thing or like make it go viral on Twitter. Twitter like the social media manager saw it and like my boss saw it my current boss saw it so then that like put my name on the map right so like there was you might say there's some luck in there but like there's a lot of strategy in it and i took a lot of shots with different people and like luck came to fruition in some of those instances but like it's not just luck because sometimes people can just be like, I just got to put the reps in reps and reps in, and like eventually that luck is going to happen because everyone talks about this luck but like I think I might have expedited the process or took advantage or maybe made the process more efficient because I like really thought about what I was doing intentionally, right? And some things like did not work and some things did work. I remember I reached out to like all the teams about like making podcasts for them. And a few of them actually got back to me like, hey, we're not interested right now. Or like, oh, we appreciate your hustle, but like this isn't going to work. And I even talked to Travis about that. Like, and he like ignored me. And then like three years later or two years later, he actually got back to me because he was working on a podcast and then he remembered who I was. And I also reached out to him once he like started his podcast. So like there's there, yeah, there's luck and timing, but like you have to put yourself out there and you have to like be smart and strategic and intentional um, about the way you go about things. At least that's the way I did it. Right. So yeah, you have to humble yourself, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it sounds like, yeah, you just kind of threw stuff against the wall and saw what's and, and see to see what sticks, right? Yeah, just, a just, lot of that. <laughs> just, yeah, right. You just got to throw it out there and, and not be afraid to make yourself look like a fool, um, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the biggest things. And just trying to think through that a little bit. It's like when you, if there's content creators out there um, that are that are sitting on an idea. I've always said, don't go to Twitter and say, hey, would you guys watch this if I did it? Instead, make it, put it on Twitter and say, hey, I did a thing. Now Mm -hmm. listen to it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, and and heck, that's what you did, right? Like you made a video about the the Golden Guardians and said, hey, I made a thing. Your thing sucks. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I wish I said it nicer, but I kind of said it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't say it sucks. That that that's not the right approach. I just got lucky on that part. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've got so you know that I'm like huge into beer brewing, right? 
and mm-hmm. and yeah. there's and I and I spend tons of times in forums and I'm always talking about it and stuff and and I and I really love the science stuff behind it and a part of me really wants to make a video series where I'm just like hey yeah everybody you're all stupid this is how you do it right like that type mm-hmm. of thing and and really what's stopping me is I don't want to go out there and then throw it out to the masses and everyone's like, oh, no, you're stupid. You know, oh, why do we want to listen to you? So you have to humbling yourself. I'm reading that up because I need to humble myself and just do it and make sure my information is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Internet, uh, if you eventually get eyes, the Internet can be very brutal and can keep you very accountable for the things that you say. That's for sure. <laughs> I know I've made That's right. I, I've made an ass out of myself over the 11, last 11 or so years of shoot up and podcasting a little harder than that 15 years we all have we all have (laughs) but anyway so yeah that's that's you know you making it up there um i want to talk more about kind of like your journey or what you know what you're doing or really what made you Mm want to push through to you know do this social media stuff because again i'm really kind of uh, going from an engineer to a video editor is such an odd leap to me you know what made you what made you think, or you know, what was the the clue that said, "Hey, I can do this for a living," right? It oh would... my, yeah, uh, like you know, when you ask me that, I'm not even sure the answer, and it's it's this weird situation where, at one point, um, so there's this digital entrepreneur. Uh, he does like digital marketing. He owns his agency. He's also known for being an angel investor. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and I started like someone recommended him to me started watching his stuff. I didn't really like it at first, but then I started really getting getting into it, uh, the stuff he puts out there. And he just like, one thing that he does is he just vlogs like what he does every day. And then you just kind of like watch it and like understand what he thinks and how he does things. And like, I, for the most part, agree with his general like uh, thoughts about just like life or hustle in general. And what ended up happening was I, I started realizing like, I was like everyone else that wants to get in esports. Oh, like give me a job in esports. I can do it. Oh, what do you really care? What do you want to do? I don't care. Anything. I'll do anything because I just want to get in esports, right? And then it's like, well, that's like doesn't exactly help a company when like they don't know what you want to do and they don't know if you'll be good at it and they don't know like what you're passionate about because you'll get burnt out. Like that just happens, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, I was just trying a little bit of everything. At first, I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to make podcasts. And then I'm like, okay, no one cares about podcasts and esports, at least at the time. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. What do I want to do? So then I realized like, oh, like I started like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I think I'm a community manager. I like like making communities. That's what I did with uh, the Lola podcast. Like that's what I want to do. And I started like leveraging myself and like learning all the skills that I was seeing in all these job uh, um job applications, like what they were looking for and started like, oh, you know, everyone needs Photoshop and vid- basic video editing skills. So I just started learning that. Right. And then um, eventually I realized, oh, you know what? I don't want to do community management. I want to do social media stuff. So the, eventually the point of this, the point of this is that I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But instead of thinking about spending all this time, like six months, just like sitting on my thumbs and being like, what do I want to do? I just started trying everything. And eventually, like, I was like, oh, I like video editing. And then I got some good input. And then I started, like, learning some, watching some tutorials, getting better at it. And what got me more into video editing is when I was reaching out to Travis Gafford about his podcast, I just, like, made a video, like, a 30-second clip of his podcast doing some, like, really crude animations, text animations. But, like, he noticed it. And people noticed it. And it got him more views to his channel because I was like, 
eventually what I realized is that he had this content that was living on YouTube or podcast format. And he, there wasn't an easy way to talk about it on Twitter. So I made like a little teaser to bring people from Twitter to his YouTube channel. And that's why like I started doing video editing and I got better at it and better at it. And then I realized like I was decent at it. Um, but it really just came from instead of being an engineer, um, it was like I kind of have to start all over. But I have all these experiences from being an engineer that like learned, helped me learn how to like learn something new or to manage my time or to uh, learn technical skills because that's like what engineering is that kind of helped shape that. But it really was just like starting from scratch and just like doing something, failing, doing something else, failing, doing something else, failing, doing something else. Oh, I really like this. And then like double downing on that. And then even now I'm like doing less video editing. I'm hiring video editors. So it's, um, yeah. <laughs> long wow. answer. No, that's good. That's I love these long answers because a lot of times when I do these interviews, uh, if I can relate to the person talking, which I can with you uh, more than less, uh, I you know I try to so we can have some you know anecdotal discussions. But mm -hmm. primarily that when I was going through it, I actually interviewed for a job with CLG. Uh, coming mm -hmm. in. I don't remember what the job exactly was going to be. Monte Cristo at the time was trying to get me into there. Um, yeah. And I never got a call back on it. But at the end of the day, this was when like esports was really new, right? They wanted me to move out there. They wanted me to have my own apartment and like drive to the CLG house every day. It's, mm -hmm. it, it was a mess. Like, forget that. <laughs> I, you know how expensive California is. And I was just a single guy with yeah. a dog, like forget it. Um, but yeah, like that type of stuff. Like I went through the same thing. It's just at, at some point you kind of have to make that decision, you know, how much work and how hard do I, how hard do I want to work mm -hmm. to get to where I want to be? Mm -hmm. <sighs> because, and, and I, and I wonder if people listening to this can really relate to you and say, you know, I have this podcast or I have this YouTube series I'm doing and I've been trying to figure out how to get it out there and what can I do? And I'm hoping more people can get inspired by, you know, the things that you're talking about, making more videos, talking to more people, really pushing it out there, using Reddit to their advantage. And and it's something that I need to actually roll back around and start doing for this show is is the same thing. Just throwing it out there instead of because, you know, my two air, air quotes, 2000 followers with half being bots on, on Twitter isn't going to get <laughs> it's going to get the show and content out there very well. Yeah, I know. I feel you. And it's it's so funny, like. I kind of want to like even go counter to what you say cool. and just like kind of make a point Yeah, um, that I think will be value to some, valuable to some people because I've recently heard about this and I'm starting to see it where like people think like, oh, I just need to get the reps in. And that's exactly what I just said, right? You just like keep not got to keep grinding, keep doing it. But at the same time, like what's the definition of insanity? You just keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right. Right. And it's like, I've seen someone that tweets me a lot with like video edits and like, I don't know how to talk to him about it. Cause I'm like, these are not good. Oh, he's okay. like, Oh, I've been trying to be a video editor for six years. I'm like, really? Like, Oh my goodness. And like, and like, I still haven't figured out how to like talk to him about it. Cause like, I also don't want him to waste time, but maybe he just needs like a redirection. Like maybe he could be a good video editor. He just like, needs like the right critique or input but like you have to really be honest with yourself and if you can't be that like good eye or critique for yourself you need to get other people to tell you right so if you want to be a streamer and you're streaming 10 hours a day on top of your job at 
an office job or a job at McDonald's or living in your parents' basement or whatever your situation is, you need to get someone to tell you like, am I good at this? Because that changes everything because like you could be miserable doing this. Like, like you said, you might not want to actually put all that hard work into something that you're not going to get the return or the lifestyle or like what actually brings you happiness in the end. Right? Like a job in esports doesn't mean you're happy. Sure. Right. I realized a job in esports or gaming or whatever, like, I mean, we've been hearing all these crazy things about like telltale gaming and like, and the, the stuff that happened with riot, like, the industry is like really, really difficult, and there's a lot of bad things that happen in the in the industry. I'm still pretty fresh in it, and I haven't experienced much of that. Uh, I've had a very overwhelmingly positive experience, but at the same time, like my work life balance is something that I've been like trying to figure out a lot lately. Um, but okay, I'm go- I'm like going a little bit on a tangent. Back to no, my point. No, no, like, you're, you're good because I, that that was kind of like the, the whole idea behind this too was talking to people and and hearing that you had a different experience because everyone I've talked to has had the same experience you have where they say the the game industry is not as toxic and not as crazy as you would think it is, right? Like we're not working eighty hours all the time. Yeah, it happens, and but you're only hearing about the bad. You're not hearing about all the good. And there's you know. Yeah. Thousands of video games out there. There's hundreds of different studios making these games, and not every single one is going to have that crunch time 80 hours a week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people still want to be people, and that's what I hear is I yeah. still want to go home and play video games after working on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, to to wrap you back around to your original point, right, telling somebody or, or working with somebody or talking about how your stuff may or may not be good, I don't think it's a bad thing to go tell somebody, hey, you need to work on this, or giving them some kind of tips or tricks. Mm-hmm. Um to give you some anecdotal evidence uh, with League of Legends, we uh, years ago, years ago, I remember I met some random guy. Uh, he got him in a group with us, started playing. And what we told him, all I said to him ever all night was, dude, you play like a diamond player. The dude was bronze. And the next thing we know, <laughs> honestly, at the end of the season, he was diamond. And that's all, wow. he, that's all he needed to hear that was somebody that said, hey, you are actually good, right? Start playing like it. And I think that's the same thing that goes along with a lot of people making content. If some, someone just needs to go out and say, hey, I think you have potential. Here's how I can help you. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny because like, I put this like a stupid like shoot for the stars, land on the moon kind of goal where I'm like 25. I even put it in like, I think it's on my YouTube channel or something. Like, it's like 25 years. This is my 25-year journey to be like the media guy in esports, right? And um, when I was working with Walden Green and I like made his podcast, we made like a narrative form podcast, kind of like similar to Freakonomics, where we just like dove into like specific topics and like kind of did more research on it. And then I narrated between like the points to kind of get to the conclusion. And after the first episode, he's like, wow, this is really good. And he told me that. I'm like, oh, like, really? I wasn't like really sure. And I was like really nervous. And he's like, and at one point he's like, hey, if you ever do have like a media company, like let me be a part of that. Like I might be interested in investing like that. Kind of, like he told me that and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that is crazy. And that like after I told my uh, at the time we we're engaged or dating. I told her that or maybe it was married. I don't remember the <laughs> time. Time is so weird now. Right. Like I, I think things are two months ago and it was like a day ago. It's, it's just messed up. Do you anyway? I have to stop you there before you get into this. I can't remember. Do you have kids yet? I have a dog. Does okay. That count? It does not. Count. No, it doesn't. Count. But okay. I wasn't sure if you had them yet. Cause to yeah. me having kids completely disordered my time frame. but please continue. Oh yeah. Um, and after he told me that I was like, told my wife and she's like okay that's when she i think she had like the full confidence to be like okay you want to 
change our whole like five-year plan because you're gonna jump from a career in engineering that's paying you well that's secure and you're gonna go into this thing what is it called again e-sports e like <laughs> um like that gave her like a little com more confidence in me and like what i'm trying to do and then also just gave me the confidence like okay all i need to do is search like i just need to get better i just need to work and it's going to happen i had the confidence like i am going to get a job in esports now i know i have the skills or i know i'm capable now i just gotta get better and find the right opportunities and get lucky and then it's going to happen and once i had that confidence like boom like things just fell into place and i was able to speak more comfortably about, about myself and i don't know will the universe some might say like uh yeah everything just kind of fell into place there after i gained that confidence from, from someone telling me like you can do it like especially an authority figure someone that's in the scene telling me that for sure i let you know i don't even honestly i don't care about the story here about the person that no offense that's not how i mean it, it came out totally wrong i'm not bad at this <laughs> no I, I care that somebody uh that somebody told you you're great actually but I don't want to focus on that. Here's a better way to frame it. Uh -huh. I don't want yeah, to focus yeah. on that. I actually want to focus on your wife. And okay. I, I know this sounds odd because when I met my wife, um, she pretty much had the same conversation with me, but mm -hmm. it was it was with my, like my actual industry, computers, right? She was like, hey, you're really good at you know computers. You're really good at this. Why are you stuck in this dead-end job? Why don't you find something new? Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, I'm in Colorado, right? Like we moved, <laughs> I, you know, uh, our, our quality of life got better. We moved, everyone's happier, et cetera. But like, it was the same thing. I told, you know, I talked to my, talked to my wife one night and had pretty much the same conversation. Like, I want to do something, you know, I'm not really happy with where I'm at. And she was like, well, you're really good at it. Why don't we just go do something about it? Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I love that support. Like your wife was like the same thing. She was like, well, you know, I don't know, but I know that you could do something with it. So let's try. And I think more people need that, right? Like, you need a spouse or a significant other or a friend or whatever it is to really just push you in that direction. You, you, again, it goes back to the point you made before. Someone needs to tell you that you have potential. Yeah. And, oh, man, like, you know, people talk about unfair. What is your unfair advantage and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, my unfair advantage was that I was married to a woman that was able to support me like the way that she did. She also, grad we, we met in college. She also came out with a degree in mechanical engineering. So she had like a cushy job too, right? So I was able to coast for a year while we like lived frugally because she also, like we paid off all our loans. Um, she was working her job and then I quit my job. And then I just like started grinding because I'm like, I just need more reps. I need more hours in this to get better and better. But I know I'm capable. Uh, that is my unfair advantage because I hear horror stories and like people are leg legitimately depressed because they're like trying so hard. They're ba barely able to get through. They're living on couch to couch. Like I am so lucky with that. And like, I know you can attest to that. Like having that support like made such a difference, like a huge difference. Like, oh my gosh, like just crazy difference. Well, honestly, this is just my opinion. This does not reflect the opinion of Sam over here. But in my opinion, I don't think you should be pursuing an esports career or some kind of career like that if you don't have a support system. I don't think mm -hmm. you should be couch surfing and whatnot and waiting for that big break because if you are doing that without a good support system behind you, without a good roof over your head, without you know being able to come to a place that like this room I'm in right now is my office. I do work in this area, you know, and having that forces me to get the job done. If I was doing it on a laptop on someone's couch, this would never happen. Yeah. And, and legitimately like piggybacking off of that, if your support system is living in your parents, like basement, 
while you're 21 to 25 because like you need to get in you won't be able to live happily unless you're in esports let's say that's true like then do that like i know there's a lot of shame in that like oh you gotta be moved out like independent like hey who cares what other people think like do what you need to do to get it done and like hey your parents hopefully love you and you have that ability to live in their basement and like have the internet or like have that network to do that like do it the right way you don't have to do it like everyone else has done it as long as you find like one person that has been like a similar situation with you that has made it that means that you most likely can also do it too you just have to figure out like how to do it and that that can be a hard part yeah i stayed to my no, I didn't live in my mom's basement, but for the lack of a better term, I lived in my mom's basement for, you know, until like 22, <laughs> right? Like, I left uh-huh. and came back and left and came back and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, when I, when I started making content and stuff, I was, I was living on my own paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I was basically couch surfing, let's say it that way. I can remember calling my mom one day and, like, begging her to send me 20 bucks to buy dog food because I wasn't getting paid for two days and I didn't want my dog oh, to starve oh over me. Yeah, yeah. You know, that type of thing. So, uh-huh. uh, but I had the support system where I had the same thing every day. I'd go back to it. I could use it. Um, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be kicked out of my house because I was making sure my, yeah. my ends were made. So um, I just, I, I, I love the story because I, I want more people to understand that if you were trying to make it, if you want to push it out there, if you want to do this, have a support system Have and then try to find that one person that's going to tell you that you're going to make it. And at some point, you might just have to cut your losses and go for something else. Yeah. And I think that's fine, too, because, like, for me, a big fear or motivation is, like, being, like, what if? Like, I missed out on that opportunity. I would have, I think I would have worked so much harder and better in engineering if I made my shot at esports, realized I couldn't make it, or I was bad at it, or this wasn't the right fit. And then going back to my job, like I would have been better at my job because I wouldn't just be like, what if? What if I'm laughing because this is what, what I if? did. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, it was like I said, it was that whole CLG thing. Like I really tried to force esports for a while there and it just mm-hmm. didn't happen. And I went, ah, I guess I'm going back to doing IT. And then my wife said, dude, you're really good at IT. Just shut up and go, go, you know, pursue that. And I went, oh, okay, I will. And yeah. I mean, for, for some people, uh, gaming esports whatever the thing is like as a hobby is also like really good too like there's nothing wrong with that as well i'm uh now um sorry i'm gonna have to mark this down i was trying to think of how to phrase this without coming across as um terrible so give me a second here as i think through this question (laughs) so okay so i want to ask you in this way um I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna tell you this. This is off air. Me telling you this, and then we're gonna be back mm-hmm. on air. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna ask you about money, but I, I'm not asking you how much you make or you know any of that kind of stuff. I just want to know about the difference between like the support system of you know trans transitioning, right? Mm-hmm. Do you understand? You, you know what I'm saying? So I think so. Yeah. Okay. And we're gonna back on air. Um, okay. So I do, I have a I have a question for you regarding this because you have a support system behind you behind your wife, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm assuming is working or was working or you know you guys yep. were making ends meet in some form or fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. For those people out there that are struggling or that really want to make it meet, do you feel that there is an easy way for you to transition from removing yourself from your daytime job and starting to work full time, or is there always going to be some kind of gap, either monetarily or or you know the number of hours worked or something like that? Right. Let's say I had a full time income in my job and then I started transitioning over to esports. It's not like 
de- I want to debunk the myth that like I can't just quit my day job the next day, right? Mm-hmm. You want to debunk that myth, right? Right. Tomorrow, like I start working stuff. Yeah, I make a couple hundred bucks here and there, but it's not like you can just up and get a job and quit your day job and suddenly you are working full time in esports just magically, right? Like you worked, yeah. you grinded for it. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, like if I look back and let's say I didn't have that support system, right? And I needed to live. I needed money. And let's say I didn't have my parents to fall back to where I could, they could take care of like, like uh, food and housing, those kind of things. Like what I do is I just like suck it up and go to my job, do the bare minimum I could without getting fired so I could get that paycheck and then just like grind hard as I could, right? Uh, on my off hours and on top of that i'd be saving as much money as i can i would be eating rice and beans Hmm. so i would pay like nothing for food and i would like find the cheapest place to live like if i was really really wanting to get into esports and i wanted to do it as fast as i could like that's what i'd do and then i'd also think about like how am i using my time as productively as possible like is it that important for me to be like going out with my friends on a saturday night spending 60 dollars on drinks like, is that really in line with what I need to do? And for some people, that might be, like, really, really important. For me, like, the the whole year where I wasn't making any income while my, my wife was supporting me, I, like, did not – I lost, like, my social life. Mm-hmm. I hung out with friends very little just because I'm, like, I don't want my wife to sacrifice this long. So I'm going to, like, sprint. So I worked, like, long hours – spent time with my wife made sure like we had the quality time we needed and then like she went to bed and i worked and then i woke up early before she woke up worked said hello maybe had breakfast made her coffee or something like that and then i worked right right um but ultimately like i think a lot of people also think that they need more money than they do and if they really look at where they're spending their money and time they can start seeing like where they can save and then that suddenly means like you know what? I don't need sixty thousand dollars to like live, uh, to live. I actually only need like thirty thousand. I don't know what the numbers are, but yeah, like, no, I know you just throw, you're just spitballing, yeah. right? Yeah. So then, suddenly you're like, okay, actually, maybe I don't need a forty hour a week job. Maybe I can get a twenty hour a week job, and that's good enough. Hmm. So then that means I can spend even more time on my hustle to get into esports, right? Um, I think that can honestly be something that some people need to hear. And everyone's situation is different, right? There are some people that I've met that came out of college that had no idea what they wanted to do, but they wanted to get into esports and they found a job, like just by luck. And then from there, they grind. They took advantage of that opportunity, didn't get fired, did a good job at their job, and then like climbed up the ladder and are like doing great stuff in esports and financially supporting themselves. Like that happens too. But like I really think it takes like you have to think about what your situation is your individual situation and yeah like you said debunking that myth that that thing where you're just like i'm just gonna find a job out of college that probably doesn't happen if you haven't been like showing that you care about esports you've been grinding esports stuff you live and breathe esports um you gotta like pay those dues <laughs> somehow oh, somewhere sure. yeah though that's awesome um I, I'm primarily curious because I know that there are people out there that try to become Twitch streamers or YouTube stars, right? Everyone says the same thing. Mm-hmm. You need to grind, you need to grind, you need to find, you need to catch your break, whatever. And I'm really hoping that while I do this on the side and I podcast and I have been podcasting for years, that someone like my son, for example, who's 13, sees 
you know, sees this kind of stuff and realizes that, hey, dude, you can't really make it as a Smash esports player. You know, <laughs> I'm glad that you love it and playing in tournaments, but you know, we got to focus on other things in the meantime. And yeah. and maybe that opportunity comes and you do make it big, and at that point we can jump. But to start, in my opinion, you have to be, you know, you need to be traveling two paths. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I've heard like people say that if you're not able to, for example, in League of Legends. If you're not able to cl- climb to challenger while still like doing high school, you probably don't have it in you. Like you're probably not talented enough to actually do it. <laughs> right. Like that's the sad truth because hey, I think there's like stats out there that you are more likely to become a professional NFL player than a professional paid League of Legends player. Like it's hard. It's really rare. There's a lot of people that want to do it, and if you can't get it done like on the side, you probably can't get it done full time. <laughs> like, it's can, just can you tell my son this? Because he seems like he <laughs> wants to be a pro Smash player, and I can play him without having any experience and hold my own. Like, dude, oh, I want to tell him, like, dude, you should be mopping the floor with me right now. You know, yeah. if you want to go down that. But I let him play in tournaments and stuff. I don't, I don't shit on him. You know, I try to help him. Mm-hmm. We, t- you saw my tweets about that. For those yeah, unaware, no, I, I, I mentioned that he's been playing and he thinks he's really good, and I just want to kind of knock him down a peg without telling him that specifically. <laughs> so I started watching videos and I've been playing uh, and I'm slowly getting better. Uh, eventually, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to be like, dude, you got to watch a video, man. But that, that's not here uh, or there. You said you're in Colorado? Yeah. There's probably some like like decent local tournaments that are happening, right? Uh, there's actually a, a, a sports, not bar, but a sports gaming area right down the road from my house you know, two uh-huh. miles down there. And I know they just did a lock-in. I think they were playing League when they did the lock-in. But I'm sure they do Smash stuff there too, right? Yeah, you just need to get it. Like, I just talked to someone during an interview. Uh, we were interviewing some people, and he was telling me his first esports, uh, big esports uh, experience was, like, him playing Halo 2 with his friends, right? And they thought they were so good and then they went to a tournament and like they got a first round by because someone didn't show up and then they played like a top 16 team and they just got like spawn camp the whole time and they did absolutely nothing like your son needs that like humbling experience where like i'm good and then you suddenly like oh my gosh i am not even close to being anywhere good i hear that a lot actually with a lot of this <laughs> esports stuff is people do the same thing with Smash. Like they'll dominate their local scene. They're like, yeah. oh, I can go out to like a you know a national scene, so they'll drive up to Denver or something or New York, you know, like a big place, uh-huh. right? And they'll just get absolutely just smashed, just like like you said, just destroyed, spawn camped, whatever. Is your, you know, you're you're in a yeah. zero to a hundred off the screen in seconds, and they don't understand why. And it's the same thing. Yeah. You just you're, you're not grinded, man. You don't respect the yeah. hustle. And and then then your son will be like, okay, do I really want to be an esports? Because then that might like also like ignite that flame under his butt, where he's like, you know what, I am gonna watch all these YouTube videos, and I'm gonna follow these streamers, and I'm gonna get good and start like just hitting uh, the sandbag dummy over and over again for hours. Or he's just like, you know what, you're right, Dad, I uh, need to get a start uh, studying for my test a little harder. <laughs> right, <laughs> I need to stop playing so much. Well, we'll we'll get there. I think I think that's a good idea. I like that uh, idea of taking him over to a a local place and letting him play. Um, yeah. so I, I think I'm gonna look into that. I appreciate that. I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about looking at the local scene or anything like that. So, uh, but back to you, you know, cause this is about you and not about me. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what you're currently doing. Let's talk about warriors gaming. Let's talk about golden guardians and you know what you're doing for them, what people could find, you know, and, and all the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. 
so my it's weird my job title is esports marketing analyst like that's such a weird title but i'm actually like starting to fit into that role and what that role is starting to look like uh right now my three big projects i would say is one we just announced we're expand like a month or two ago we just announced that we we have like a super smash bro player we have like tft hearthstone league of runeterra like players uh streamers players uh what else we have an apex team and i know i'm forgetting something oh we have a wild pvp team too Okay. So we have all these players and we're trying to one thing that I'm trying to do is throw an asset day where we're flying all these players out so we can get like photos and treat them nicely and bring them to an LCS game. Uh but so we can like collect video content, social content, get pictures that we need to uh yeah, make content pretty much. So that's one thing. Uh, another project I'm doing is like helping expand their YouTube channels and like we just launched Peekaboo, who is our biggest WoW PvP streamer on the team, and like getting his YouTube channel started. So I'm like looking into analytics and figuring out like how to how to launch the channel, which we did uh, pretty successfully actually. His first video got like 100k views right now. It's like absolutely absurd. Like the yeah, I, like I feel I want to take credit for it, but like it's just so much like his name, and like he didn't have a YouTube channel, and like we need to get it out there. So like finding editors and figuring out like how to do those edits better. And then, um, and we wanted to figure that and branch that out to like all of the other uh, players and teams and et cetera, even like to their social media channels or even their Twitch streams, which they, that's what they're really known for. Um, and then the third project is figuring out all of our social video series for um, our League of Legends team. And that kind of what I, to do that, we looked back in our off season and looked back at the previous season to see like what content we were creating, what was working, what wasn't tracking so well, and actually getting kind of down to the nitty gritty about the numbers of that. And then figuring out like, okay, what do we believe in? What can we do better? What should we cut? What, where do we place our resources? Because now we're like, we were swamped before and we've like almost doubled our corporate side of the team, like our media team side. And we still feel even more swamped because we're just like trying to do so much and like everyone's like really excited about all these projects. So we had to figure out like what's worth our time. Like where do we get the most bang for our buck? What is important to us even if we don't get that return because it's important for branding or like we got to treat our players right and we want to like show them off or whatever reasons, right? And just like figuring out how to do this and what the best way to approach Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is like dying, or even like TikTok. Like we we've made a TikTok account where I haven't posted anything on it yet. But like we're trying to figure out what I'm trying to do is figure out like what the best way to use our resources and getting attention that makes sense in like social in our social media accounts. Yeah. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. That's something I never <laughs> thought of. Uh, I can I can only imagine how hard it is to get social media presence out there. You know, and get people yeah. to be engaged and whatnot. Yeah, at least I at least we have like a notable brand and like a small community of like League of Legends. So like everyone knows who the Golden Guardians is, but it's like we finished 10th our first year. Um I won't say R because I wasn't part of Golden Guardians. Yeah, they okay. finished 10th <laughs> their first year. <laughs> and then the second year where I started coming along, finished like 6th and then 8th or something like that. So and then this year we started off rough. People were like flaming us. They said we would be a 10th place team and now we're fourth or fifth after today i don't know how everything 
ended with uh, today's schedule, but we ended up having a 2-0 week. So like we are an unpopular team that no one cares about because we weren't winning like TSM or like 100 Thieves did last year. So like that is actually really hard to like, we hit the easy numbers of people following us because we're an League of Legends team. Now it's like, how do we how do we get more people to follow us or care about us when we're not winning? Luckily, we're starting to win, but um, that is definitely really hard to do when we've been putting so many resources and making what we think is really really good content, and yet people still aren't watching. So it's like figuring out like how do we deal with that? Do we keep doing that content? Do we really trust ourselves, um, or what are we doing wrong? Right? It's you just easy. need to pull. A, you just need to pull a Wendy's. Just start flaming everybody. Just be that Twitter account. <laughs> Just get out there, call them out, rap battles, all that kind of stuff. Honestly, oh, I think that I, I'm I'm no social media person, but as mm-hmm. a random lay person, I am more likely to follow a corporate account if they're funny or engaging rather than just posting yeah. stupid graphics all day. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like one of the reasons why I got my job was I was doing like I think weekly videos for Golden Guardians where they're like, hey, can you make like these like meme videos we think there's might be something funny there you just call it a meme like, yeah meme <laughs> no as in like meme with a y oh okay i thought so i'm like well, he's like oh you got a baby over i'm making there. meme i'm making meme videos <laughs> all right all right <laughs> oh wow i gotta be careful i never thought of that that could be construed that way but it totally makes sense and now people are like wow you call yourself a meme person and like <laughs> okay <laughs> how do you do fellow kids <laughs> but um yeah, like a lot of the videos that were doing well was when we were like flaming ourselves or flaming other teams. Oh yeah. But now that we've like we rebranded, we like changed our logo, we changed our colors, and we changed like we wanted to like solidify our brand identity. Flaming people necessarily isn't in that. So it's an interesting like boundary that we set on ourselves, but it's also an interesting challenge because like I think there's like when you set boundaries, you have to be more creative and even like better ideas can come from that. Um, but that being said, uh, we probably can do a little bit of trash talking. That's what but I'm we saying. just can't go like we can't do, go full uh, Wendy's. That uh, probably won't be brand friendly. <laughs> nah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Sometimes you just gotta go full <laughs> in, man. Like you know, start making fun of the peanut, right? Let's let's have a baby golden guardian. Oh no, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good idea, dude. I'm charging uh, by the hour. You'll get my invoice. <laughs> okay, I'll be looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Golden Guardians. Uh, let's wrap this up a little bit with Warriors Gaming and how that's going mm-hmm. with the NBA 2K because I didn't even know NBA 2K, like the esports, was big enough to have a team or pay people to play it. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, when it comes to the economics of it, uh, I'm not super familiar. Uh, I know that just like everyone else that isn't doesn't know much about gaming, they're like, wait. There are eyes on this thing. It's supposed to be bigger than the NFL or the NBA. Like, it's the biggest global phenomenon, and all the kids are talking about it. Ninja's some crazy guy with blue hair. Like, Yeah, so then I think the NBA team's like, hey, we need to do something about this. Let's get on the train. So then, um, and there's some, like, political stuff, and there's, like, three different separations of the NBA, which include, like, the players, the teams, and, like, the franchise. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but pretty much... They're like, hey, let's get some teams invested into this, and then we'll make it a league. So I think there's like 25 teams now, and I think there's even a team in China. Uh, I think, uh, do I say Shanghai? I don't even remember. Okay. Uh, But there's a Chinese team too. And let's see, what do I want to say about this? Let's see, what's interesting? So it's now it's the second season. 
third? Sorry, third season. No, it's a third season that's starting up. I think draft is happening next weekend. But uh, it's it's small, but a lot of people play 2K. Okay. Like a lot of people play 2K. And there's a lot of hype around it. And I'm really, really excited about the scene because people love the fighting game community because of the passion and the personality, right? Right. Um, NBA 2K has that same thing, except now it has like money backing it because we actually have NBA 2K team or NBA teams uh, putting money behind it. So that makes it really interesting where like fighting games community, like Nintendo has never done anything for like smash. Right. right? Um, But now you have like the Timberwolves or the uh, Golden State Warriors or all these other NBA teams that are investing money into it. It's really interesting to see like how hard these personalities are carrying things. Cause like, I remember the first game that I watched a fight broke out on stream and then they <laughs> cut the stream. I'm like, why did you cut it? Like, this is the most numbers you're going to get and you're going to cut it and go to commercial. Like, come on. Like, right. It was so sad, but like they're in a circle and they're just yelling at each other across like the monitors and like, you know, trash talking. And then they get up and then they, they usually just shake hands and they're like, cool. Cause they're friends, but like it gets heated. And that's like, that makes it really, really exciting. Um, that's my favorite part. That's I've always, yeah. I remember I had always said it. I think Double Lift finally did it, where he went to the full on like I'm gonna toss, you know, talk mm-hmm. trash type thing, right? Yeah. And, and even if you can't back it up, it's hilarious. It makes you you build your own brand, and I love that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And I know I know like every other community out there does it. The fighting game community being the most you know infamous out of them all. Yeah, of course. But you see it, the Halo, the Counter Strike, everyone—they always jumping up, they're always screaming stuff, and it's awesome. You know, it really gets you into the game and really makes you, you know, understand the people. Uh, I had always uh, talked about Kale Sonnen, the UFC, the ex UFC fighter or ex MMA fighter, and he was always just—he would just always talk to big game. He ran off at the mouth. He was so, and that's what made you want to go watch him, even if he went and lost like every fight at the time. Uh-huh. He was still fun to listen to and watch, and that's that's what I think we need more of. I think we need more personalities and not so much teams. Um, I was just going through the thing. I didn't realize that Zion Spartan was on the Golden Guardians, right? Yeah, he's on our academy squad right now. Yeah, so, and just seeing that, like, I know that name because, uh, you know, because of CLG, right? Because he made a name for yeah. himself, because of his story, because of the whole from Darshan to Zion Spartan thing. Like, we, I need, I want to see more of that. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we're, oh, man, it's it's funny because everyone, I think, is trying to do that, but I think people are forgetting that some of these players don't have personality <laughs> which is and, and which, true, which can no. be a problem it's so funny because like you know the typical stereotypical nerdy gamer like i think there's less of that but it still exists and there's nothing necessarily wrong about that either right but then it's like how do we highlight those players and players are starting to understand that like they need to build a brand like players are paying editors to make youtube channels for their stream some players still don't care about streaming at all you know yeah. and you see players losing popularity because of that because they decide like hey i'm not streaming anymore even though i was a streamer and it's the whole balance of like what what does your career look like what does career sustainability look like but uh, i mean if you're in yeah. you have to be all in mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. like what sneaky did right like he played and 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 he streamed and he played and he streamed and he played yeah. and he streamed and he made it big and big and big and big and then eventually he said one day i don't want to do this professional crap anymore i'm streaming full-time and yeah. and he was able to do that because he did both and he grinded and he had no personal life. But it sounds like the same thing. It, esports, 
and any sport, like, I don't think people realize that, like, with any sport, you don't really have a life, right? Like, you are living, breathing, eating, dying, whatever, football. If you're in the NFL, mm-hmm. that's what you do. 24 yeah. and, F and 7. And it's it's crazy because at least with, like, highly physical sports, like, there's a limit to how much you can do. Uh, with people that are playing video games, yeah, there's, like, carpal tunnel and those kind of things. But there's less of a physical limit on how much you can train. So it's just crazy because like some people just like train way too much. And then you can get into the idea like, okay, where it, where are you oversaturating yourself? Where like you're not getting anything back after like 10 hours of practicing or whatever. Right. And that's something that I love about our team is that uh, we have the support where like we're not – our players aren't getting overworked. And they do play solo queue a lot after after practice and stuff. But they also like – we have a lot of players that are going to the gym every single day of the week it's absolutely absurd and like players are like very concerned and conscious of what they put in their bodies like what they're eating Mm -hmm. and like their sleep schedules and how like when they have caffeine like that's really cool to see that people are finding that balance now because before it was super unhealthy it's like oh you just practice for 20 hours you just practice for 20 hours or or you fall behind which is i think a huge lie but felt very very real in their sure well, awesome. Um, well, n- near the end here, is there anything you know that you specifically want to mention or talk about, or or anything that I may have left out during this discussion? Um, let me think. No, I, I think like for those that, hmm, what do I want to say? I guess for those that really want to get into esports or gaming like really really figure out like there's no shame okay sorry for those that really want to get into esports and gaming you have to realize you have to go in with somewhat of a plan and your plan can be off like just go in a direction that's not backwards you know like go towards something and figure things out and also realize that it's probably going to take like double the time you expect like that's just humans are bad at estimating time i think and you have to be willing to do do that. And you also have to set like, I'm going to do this for three years. And if I don't see this progress, that like I really have to figure out like, is this worth it or not? Like, because people go insane. They become depressed. They don't take care of themselves. They ruin relationships, friendships, family, like trying to do this stuff. Hmm. And um, it really might not be worth it. Like you can be happy elsewhere and have gaming and esports a passion and a, a hobby or you know do it safely and have a five-year plan where you're still working your job and you're doing things on the side little by little and like until you can make that big jump but really have a plan and you can find people that have done it and like see what they have done and talk to them like reach out like if you if you, your story sounds similar to what i've talked about like you should reach out to me and ask and maybe i'll respond maybe i won't i i try to respond to everyone and i pride myself in being able to like give value to people that like want to reach out to me uh but you might get unlucky where the person you're trying to reach out to doesn't either way like have a plan don't just go in blind but still do something and then just like really evaluate what you're trying to do and what if that's really really important to you so where can people find you or get a hold of you for that 
my Twitter is probably the best place at just casual, uh, one word. And yeah, from there you can just kind of find me everywhere else. If you want, you can check out my YouTube channel, which will be linked on my Twitter. And that kind of, it's really, really cool. I documented three years of me trying to get into esports, like pretty much vlogging almost weekly. And that's a lot of content. I have to make, figure out a way to like edit it to make it like one episode, <laughs> one video. Sure. But if you have a lot of time and you just want to see what it looks like and what failure looks like and what success looks like and what um, sadness and happiness looks like, <laughs> you have, there's like a hundred, ep- like literally 101 episodes. I can see me recording something on a walk in the middle of winter while I'm at work to me announcing that I got a job full-time in esports. So um, I can remember when you started those because you were like driving in the car and just had the camera pointed at you and just talking the entire time, right? Yeah, it was uh, kind of terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, awesome, Sam. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me this evening and talking about your journey and, you know, what other people can do. Hopefully, hopefully somebody takes something from this. That's what I say. I say that at the end of everybody's podcast. Hopefully you guys learn something or, you know, made a new friend or whatever it may be. So, um, Sam, thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Adam. All right, guys, uh, that's it. That's it for this show. We're going to be back next week with another interview. I don't know who it's going to be. It's kind of a crapshoot because I just keep recording these and just throwing them out there. But thanks for following Interviews with Pwn, TrinityForceNetwork.com. You can find Sam over there, just casual on Twitter. Check out the Golden Guardians. Check out the Warriors Gaming. And uh, let's all trash talk each other over some you know, eSports. It'll be fun. All right, guys, we'll see you all <laughs> next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to my new interview series brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Network. If you have a question or a comment, you can drop me a line at adamc at trinityforcepodcast.com. For everything else, please check me out on trinityforcenetwork.com or subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy all the shows that the Trinity Force Network has to offer. Mm-hmm.